Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have a river crossing. And they have a new album called Forsaken, which released on March 25th via Antigone Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Jonas and Livio to share some more information about this release, what the boys have got going on, how life is these days in Switzerland. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks. Hello, John. Hi. Well, hello. You're quite welcome. Thanks for making some good music. It makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we try to to make uh, the best music we can, of course. But uh, it's always up to the audience if if that uh, pleases you, of course. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, one of the things that struck me about this release, uh, speaking of uh, engineering and whatnot, uh, I don't know if IT is necessarily engineering, but um, because you had mentioned IT at the beginning of the call. Yeah. Yeah. The record has a very unique sound, because I think uh, what it's labeled as is post-rock or whatever, but it almost kind of has a metalcore-ish sound to it, not in the way you're playing, but just in the way that it was engineered, uh, with like really freaking huge drums. Like you're you're riding those things like it's a rocket ship. Um, I guess what went into the decision to make the record sound the way it does? Well, we actually wanted to sound the to have the uh, the drums sound very huge. This was uh, by intention, um, but I think part of the sound was also because we started to work with a producer in Switzerland who is not really um, working in post rock usually or in metal or something, but he is usually working in pop or um, Americana stuff. So we have that kind of very strange mix-up, and that probably also ended up in some kind of metal ish sound as well in the end. Um, of course, we also had an American fellow working on the mixes, engineering all that uh, stuff we recorded and doing the mastering as well. So, yeah, this was by intention. Um but we are very pleased with the results in the end. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, well, you guys mentioned the uh, the producer normally doesn't work with your guys' kind of stuff. So, how did how did he get involved? Is it uh, Rito Burrell? Yes, exactly, Rito Burrell. Um, he works with uh, our singer. Um, well, he has a part time job together in how's it called in English? Uh, in, in German, it's a Notschlafstelle. Uh, which is uh, where all the homeless guys can find shelter during night. Uh, so it's so some social work stuff. You just said and it. A, shel- a shelter for homeless people, specifically yeah, exactly. at night, not in the daytime, though. That would yeah, be- exactly, specifically at night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just to, uh, to get through the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they know each other because they both work there part-time and... Rito came to a gig of ours and we were uh, playing all that stuff and he was yeah he was surprised about our sound and and what sound that even is because I think he is not really into post rock until then and then he he started uh, to come to a tour with us um, to Paris and all that stuff and it was great and he said yeah if you ever go on and make uh, an album. I'd like to be the producer. So this was the story. 
Wow. So this relationship has been fostering for quite some time because you mentioned some things that haven't happened for a year and a half at this point in most of the <laughs> yeah, world. Touring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, he came out to one of our shows. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you guys are old. Um, <laughs> yeah. Remember those things, shows? Well, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, very, very cool stuff. So came out to, to some shows and whatnot. I'm kind of curious, uh, how did he end up developing the sound because obviously i hear you guys as a recording um but i'm now i'm actually really curious you know a river crossing two years ago three years ago whenever this was playing you know a show at a i'm guessing some kind of a venue in in paris there you know what would i be hearing well we used to play more extensive uh, instrumental stuff i would say um i think the producer now just tried to um, get also some other people attracted to our sound. And we also think that um, nowadays post-rock became kind of boring mostly because it's that always repeating same scheme and we wanted to break out of it. And sometimes you need a little help, I think, because yeah, if you are into post-rock, you tend to always repeat stuff and... Yeah, give it another shot. And yes, maybe we could just alter a little thing and then play it once again. And in the end, you have like a 10-minute song, but you really do not come to the point. And I think he helped us quite tremendously with that approach. Uh, although we had some discussions, of course, as well, because we did not really want to get too much in that pop scheme. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. ju- no Justin Biebs for you guys. No, not really. <laughs> you guys could get rid of your drums and just have snaps and claps, and then that'll be your rhythm section. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It'll be easy. <laughs> yeah. Get some guest vocalists in there. Yeah. Uh, now, something you mentioned a few times uh, is the post-rock thing. And for anybody listening in who doesn't really quite understand what post-rock is, or they're actually hearing this term for the first time, going, what do you mean post-rock? Like, when did... When we, what does that mean? Mm. Hard question. <laughs> yeah, I think you could say it's like, um, sometimes it's like mm, movie score. Often movies use uh, post-rock sound as scores because usually post-rock does not have vocals and it's very easy to... Um, to have some feelings to it because yeah you you try to um use that sound with some um emotional scenes for example and this basically works and if you want to listen to post rock i think you can start <laughs> sorry the dog <laughs> you can start with uh Mogwai, for example which is uh, one of the of the i think biggest post rock bands out there at the moment and they even started Jonas, can we see the beautiful dog? You want to want to bring the dog up, like show it, show the dog to the camera. <laughs> no, she she wanted to say hello to my girlfriend who just uh, came home. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Because I mean, you know, we're wide open here. If you want to show uh, both the ladies of your life, that would be. <laughs> what kind of what kind of dog, Jonas? Well, it's. Uh... 
a border collie mix, probably. She's from the street and of Bulgaria, <laughs> so no one really knows. <laughs> oh, wow, that's getting deep. They just went deeper and deeper and deeper, like, you know, border collie, but we don't really know, from the streets, from yeah. Bulgaria. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a long walk. How did she get to Switzerland? Or were you in Bulgaria playing post-rock shows and then this... <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. This was a <laughs> through an organization basically that um, tries to find um, new homes for for homeless dogs. Yeah, and there. basically, we in Switzerland we do not have homeless dogs. Of course, that's not really known to us. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm from North America. Uh, United States and Canada both have some kind of the pound is what we call it uh, a place for. Uh, stray dogs and cats and if they don't get a home they get put down Uh, and there are a lot of people who are really against that and I've been to countries such as Russia for example and probably in Bulgaria as well where there Mm -hmm. is no humane society as they're called or a pound and you've got dog gangs running around loose (laughs) with like Mm -hmm. dead dogs in the streets and it's yeah yeah because they will form gangs. I when I saw it, I was like, I've heard that, like I've read that, but actually watching a dog gang go by, like a gang of dogs, and there's a leader, like a wolf pack leader, like woo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the nature. Yeah, it is. Just like you guys have the nature of post rock. Now <laughs> we've got this. Tra- <laughs> we've got a couple of tracks. Uh, I know Hidden and Torn were two tracks that you guys wanted to chat about. I also want to include Death because it has a video. Um, So on today's show notes, if you guys are listening in, uh, if you go to uh, therockmetalpodcast.ca, or if you're listening on any of your devices, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, you're watching on YouTube right now, hi, you can see us. (laughs) Um, There should be links to Hidden the music video, and Death, the music video, um, which are stunningly captivating. Maybe take us through uh, these tracks. Hidden and Torn were the two ones that we wanted to chat about today. So take us through these tracks, Hidden and Torn. All right. I think Hidden started out as a post-rock song. And yeah. it's clearly, we, yeah, we, clearly we, a post-rock song. We know that, Jonas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever start out as not post rock and you guys are like, whoa, 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 time out? Let's ring this. No, back. not really time out. <laughs> not really time out, but uh, sometimes we get some crazy ideas, uh, like some metalish stuff. But yeah, mostly it's only a pattern. It's just just a, a part of a song, and we really do not find anything else that would fit to it. So maybe we put it back, then back to the back, back to the backlog and just take it out uh, if we probably need something harder or something but here in hidden we had de- developed i think the whole song and in the end we just felt like something is missing and felix then came up with some vocals and yeah it's it just added so much more afterwards so we really try to use um, vocals not as the main part of of the song, but more more like an additional instrument, mm-hmm. just to enhance probably the emotions we like to transport, for example. 
I dig that. I was just chatting about that with a friend of mine the other day who is starting to produce his own music. And we actually got into the conversation of foreground versus background. Cause we do uh, audio engineering here at uh, uh, behind the podcast. And so I was talking to him about foreground versus background and how he has some vocals in his mix that some parts of them should be more background. It's just another instrument, but that's the instrument you're choosing to use. Hey cat. <laughs> and the Bengal tiger, uh, <laughs> shopkeeper and his son were a different story altogether. I beat him to death with their own shoes. But then Ozzy got the brown M&Ms and put on a great show. Okay. Um, and sometimes the vocal is obviously, you know, the lead, still an instrument, right? But still the lead. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was interesting, just that connection in my own head that I was actually just chatting with somebody about this where the vocal doesn't have to be uh, you know, standing up front, it can just be an emotional part of the song, which it sounds like you guys were doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, Moving Mountains, the band? Yes, not personally, but I know of them, yeah. All right. Um, one of the first albums, um, I think their first album, was produced pretty low-end, and they had the vocals pretty in the background. But I think this was especially what what uh, I thought was very charming and what really got me into their sound mm-hmm. and th- that's some specialty I think so it it can have some appeal if you really have the vocals in the background but plays kind of a big role mm-hmm. because listening to moving mountains they almost o- always have uh, vocals on it but it's not in the center it's it's more in the background and they try to even out all the um all the instruments. And I think that's that's a very interesting approach. Um, we did not really use that approach on our album. I mean, vocals are pretty pretty in, in the front, in the mix, in the, in the front of the mix, mm-hmm. um, but not used um, extensively. Correctamundo. Yeah. I'm looking up right now to see if they're post-rock, and according to Wikipedia, they are a post-rock band, Moving Mountains. So, Yeah. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> yeah, the post-rock and metal podcast today. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. So, Jonas, you have a, a beautiful girlfriend, a beautiful dog, a beautiful cat. Um, you like to live with water, as your shirt says. Yeah, Viva exactly. Con, Viva con agua. Live with yes, exactly. Water. Yeah, this is an NGO um, trying to gather money for um, a water projects, drinking water projects. So this is um, something Livio and me have been doing for quite some years. Just besides our work and besides music, um, trying to make the world a bit better, if possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it feel sometimes like, what's the point? I don't know if I mean to sound depressing, but like, do you ever stop yeah, and go, sure. man, I'm one guy in Switzerland and these massive corporations are the real problem. What in the mm-hmm. world am I supposed to do? Yeah, that, that's that's right. Uh, it sometimes feels like it's just a, a drop on a, on a hot stone, as we uh, say to uh, as we say in, in Switzerland. But in the end, um, if you go to those countries you try to to support with that money you gather, um, you see real people behind it. And every if you, if you even can help 
one single family that's worth it all the hours you you invest it's it's totally worth it mm-hmm. so even if it's just uh, one drop on a hot stone it's really worth it yeah, yeah. tropfen auf dem heißen stein yeah, exactly <laughs> there it is everybody groovy okay and speaking of being german livio you look very organized behind you and i don't know if that's a stereotype outside of Switzerland, but when I think of Germans, I think of, I think of how organized you are. Yes, it's in the office. <laughs> okay, good. So you're considerably unorganized in your personal life because you're artistic. Sometimes. All right. Das ist der Stuhl. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Now, this album, Forsaken... I know that you had mentioned working with uh, Rito and yeah. uh, you guys didn't want to obviously go like, you know, full blown into uh, pop music snaps and claps as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Top 40 now and there's no drums. It's just snaps and claps. <laughs> um, but I guess what was the goal? Like when you went into the studio with him. Oh, Livio, who is it? The boss. Oh, the, boss. <laughs> the boss, oh no. All right, well, tell the boss, I say, hello, wie geht's dir? Ach ja, sehr gut. Um, yeah! Yeah! Sehr gut. Okay, uh, what were you guys, what was the intention? When, when you guys sat down with Rito, what did you say to him? We want to create an album that is... <laughs> what do we say to Rito? Um, I think we had in mind to create an album that is both um, interesting for the post-rock people, which, yeah, mostly are kind of nerds, I think. Um, because if you go to post-rock concerts, you always see the same people, at least in Switzerland, uh, because it's very tiny and the shows are very tiny. <laughs> but at the same time, also try to, um, yeah, just to get our music out to somewhere else as well. To try to bring the music to people that usually do not live in that post-rock bubble. But uh, um, to give our music the opportunity to to grow a bit more towards other um, genres, for example. Um, and we even had a discussion if, is this still post-rock or not? Should we rename our genre or is it still post-rock? And in the end, of course, it doesn't really matter, but it does matter if you have to explain in, in a few sentences what kind of music you you uh, you make. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's some discussion going on. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think that you, what we're holding in our hands, Forsaken... Is it Forsaken? Is that why it's called Forsaken? Or is it exactly what you guys set out to do? You mean because of the title Forsaken? Yeah, were you guys like, man, we missed the mark on that one, but that's all we could afford, so you are Forsaken, and then just out into the <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, we started the writing process before Corona, but uh, in the end, I think... Uh, <laughs> The album got its name during the pandemic. Huh? Um, it was uh, a suggestion by uh, our vocalist, Felix. 
and we felt that it really fits pretty well <laughs> for the whole situation and also for the texts that he wrote uh, that are not very mm, not very optimistic mostly i think mm-hmm. okay yeah a pan is it so is it a pandemic album like from beginning to end these songs were written during the pandemic recorded during the pandemic everything or no, not really. Okay. No, the, I think uh, half of the songs we had before the per- pandemic started, um, not recorded, but uh, we had them ready. And the second half um, has been developed during the pandemic, and we had some time off. We went somewhere a bit um, into the mountains, and we tried to finish the songs. And yeah, that was that was nice. But it also, I think. It was at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, well, last summer. So mm-hmm. I think um, the urge of getting out was not that that big at that time, um, since we only had a few months into the pandemic. I think the songs could sound differently now. <laughs> but could, maybe. Y- yeah, could, but you never know. Yeah. So you guys went to the mountains immediately because you're from Switzerland. I thought of Elevati and call of the mountains and just imagining all these bands from switzerland and you guys all know each other and you're all in the same music video spot in the same mountains (laughs) (laughs) and then there's you're like oh no those are the italians over there they've come up to film a music video too and they're like a (laughs) italian black metal band and they're like does that does that happen (laughs) no not really not really but uh (laughs) i think a lot of of, uh, swiss bands tried to uh um, bring up the, the Swiss origin of, of their sound as well. Um, we didn't intend to do so very much, but uh, I think sometimes it comes just through. Yeah. Yeah. Groovy, mister. Okay, so we chatted today about Bulgarian street dog gangs. We chatted about Viva Con Agua project and how you, sir, are trying to change the world and how much we all appreciate you for doing that. The rest of us, I think, are giving up. Uh, Thanks. You're quite welcome. We chatted about uh, Rito Burrell yeah. and him producing the album. We ch- also chatted a bit about what I'm calling breaking post-rock conventions. You're like, we kind of want to expand out a bit, but we don't want to go too far um, on this record. Forsaken, which is out March 25th via Antigone Records. Uh, we chatted about how Livio has a beautiful office, and I probably would love to work there unless, of course, he does work that I have no interest in. Um, what else we chat about? Chatted about cats. We chatted about uh, Jonas's personal life, and I think that's a complete picture of a river crossing. Is there anything that I missed, boys? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Well, we we are very um, very eager to get uh, back on stage, but at the moment it's still it's still very hard. Um, we try to book some gigs now. Uh, first requests came in now uh, these days um, and yeah we just see how it goes we we try whatever is, is possible and try to get our music out to the people and that's what uh, that's why, why we um, created the album in the first place to play this live uh-huh. yeah groovy boys alright well thank you Danke for coming on to the show today Danke vielmals John Harris Better. Thank you.